0: All right, we're here at a little seven. Uh, Then uh, Fan has a draft show tonight. Boomer and crew have a show tonight, and then there's another draft show tomorrow night. We'll do six to seven. Scott Pioli will be with me tomorrow night again, as will Kim Jones, who joins me now. Kim, welcome. How are you,
1: Mike? How you doing?
0: Good, thank you. All right, Kim, tell me uh, what's the Giants? What's the Jets? What's the last you hear? Now, I I would think the Jets are going to take, and the Giants are going to take a tackle. I would hope the Iowa tackle. What do you think? Is that the guy, or is it somebody else?
1: I still think that's the guy for the Giants, Mike. A um, couple interesting things. I mean, Dave Gettleman basically signaled that he has to take a tackle, and, and I think many of us would agree with that that reasoning. But, you know, he said Saquon can't run without holes and Daniel can't throw when he's on his back. Well, the two most important players to try to get this Giants ship righted under Joe Judge are Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. Now, the defense has a long ways to go, and the defense is vital, and I understand that. But if Saquon's not going to be Saquon, we can start to wonder why he was the draft pick a few years back. And I don't want to go there. I like Saquon. Plus the clock's
0: running, too. I mean, yeah. That's
1: exactly what I'm saying. They need that pick to be... A great one, and I believe he's a great player. So to me, this has very little to do with the player. It has to do with what they surround him with. And we'll see what Daniel Jones can become, and I understand the optimism on that count. I do. But they've got to be able to operate. I have to believe it to tackle. One interesting thing, Mike, that I don't think I've mentioned with you is, you know, Jedrick Wills from Alabama – um, Gettleman on his conference call, went out of his way to say, "Hey, with Burton Burns on staff, you know, we've learned all about the Alabama kids. So that's an interesting scenario. If they, assuming they stay at four, which I think they will, if they take Worf, then a lot of us who left the combine thinking they would take Tristan Worf, Tristan Worf from Iowa, are correct. Um, and if they don't take Wills." You've got to think Burns maybe didn't give him the, the biggest glowing recommendation in the world. Well,
0: you know, I, I like worse the what best. Set
1: up. I understand. Yep. I, I think. I think a lot of people. Like I
0: like him now. Saban's had more players drafted than anybody yeah. in the last ten years, and probably the last five years. He's had the most drafted since he's been the, the Alabama coach. So we understand he's always going to have players drafted. Uh, and again, um, I don't. I don't think it's close. I think this kid's. Uh, I can't miss. I just hope he's the kid they pick because I think they need him. I hope that's the case. What do you think? The, Gi- the Jets is much trickier. The question you come down to now becomes value. Do you take the fourth tackle, let's say, if he's available? If it's the third or the fourth, you're probably going to take a tackle. But let's say it's the fourth, yep. and then you got all the wide receivers. Is it still a tackle for the Jets? I think,
1: I think so because – I don't think you can go into this season with George Fant and an opening at the other tackle position. I just don't think at this point. I'm not sure that's fair to Sam Darnold. So I I have to believe it's a tackle. Listen, if the fourth tackle is Makai Becton, you know you're getting a dancing bear. You're getting an enormous guy who can move, um, and and that could be very important um, in terms. They would then have athletic tackles. you know, they would have to learn to play. You've got to make sure that Fant can hold his own. Then you have to make sure the rookie can hold his own. And then you've got to tell Sam, we got your playmakers. We might not have gotten you Jerry Judy. We might not have gotten you C.D. Lamb. But – they can get in this draft, whether it's a Denzel Mims, who's a big receiver. Yeah, a
0: lot of people like him. I've heard he his name Hamler. a couple of times. A, yeah. State.
1: Yep, yeah. now they already have Crowder in the slot. Well, tell
0: me about, listen, that's your school. Tell me about the Penn State kid, Hamlet. Tell me about him.
1: He's really fast and very quick. You'll see there's a little bit, and, and I, say, I say this with caution, there's a little bit of Tyreek Hill in his game. And Saquon and I actually talked about that two years ago. And I brought up Tyreek Hill, and Saquon kind of looked at me and I said, I'm not equating them. I'm saying I see a little bit of his, in his game. And Saquon, you know, describes him that way now to wow. some degree. So, uh, you know, he's not Tyree Hill. But that idea that he, he can stop and start. Well, he could
0: be a second-round guy, though. Oh,
1: He could be second. Yep, yep. He, he could be second. Perhaps he'll last to the third. I don't know. Um, but with his speed, I think he'll probably go second. Had a bunch of drops last year, though, Mike. So okay. that would be a concern that would probably hold him back a little bit.
0: Do you have any – I have two sleeper players. Now, two yes. years – my other – a couple of years ago, my sleeper – not sleeper, but the guy that I thought they were all missing the boat on was Dalvin Cook. I loved him. I thought he was the mm-hmm. best back in the, in the country. Okay. And I thought – he wound up getting picked 40th. I thought it was absurd. I thought he should be a first-round pick. Yep. Yep. This guy, I think, is a first-round pick, and okay. most people don't have him as a first-round pick. J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, I love this back. I think he's a first-round pick. I think he should be a first-round yep. pick. I love him. I think he should be the first running back picked. And then I know the Georgia kid's good, but I like this kid better. And Mm -hmm. then I like Cole Quimet as a second rounder. I think he could be a very useful player in the pros. I've liked him a lot. I've watched him a, a, a ton of times. That's my other player, but I love Dobbins. I think Dobbins is one of the best players in the draft.
1: Well, and he played in awfully big games at Ohio State and came through time after time. And he's a big back. He can, he can carry the load for you, whatever that load is. Uh, certainly did that when necessary at Ohio State, even surrounded by talent. I get what you're saying with Jobbins. Cole Komet, um, I talked to him at the Combine, Mike. He's a former closer. On the Notre Dame baseball. Oh, he
0: was a baseball yeah. player. I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay. And I
1: asked him about that. I love it. And just like I asked Worf about wrestling. I love asking the guys who've done more than, you know, one sport right. at a high level. And, um, and I asked him, at, and he said, well, the one thing about baseball as a closer, you are going to have to deal with failure. And I like that idea. A, a GM told me one time, not necessarily about baseball adversity. But he said, give me the player who's come through adversity and that's the one I want to sign to the second contract. Now, it, there are many forms of adversity and there are certainly players in this draft who face life adversity that's much more serious than losing a baseball game. But you get what I mean. I, this is a guy who knows how to bounce back. He, uh, He's probably the best, or, or on the very short list of best tight ends in, in a draft that doesn't have a lot of them. So if you want Cole Komet, you're going to have to go get him. Probably, I would think in the second round.
0: All right, tell me this: uh, the obligatory tour question. Uh, yeah. Well, wh- what do you What do you think? What's What's real? What's fake? What's What's true? What's not true? Pioli said he hadn't found a board yet. Talking to people that he was off. Uh, he thought he would go pretty high. Talking to people tonight. Um, now, that, that doesn't mean he goes three. That means maybe he goes five. If he goes past five, I think, it, if he goes past six, I think it's six. stunning. So yeah, that, that's six. stunning if he goes. Uh, yeah. I'll even be surprised if Miami doesn't take him. What do you think happens with him?
1: It's funny. I, uh, I had a conversation today that I can't, unfortunately, reveal right. any of it, which is right. part you know that's the position i find myself in often you know what i mean like in the and mike garofolos you know quote sources all the time and they have a million sources and they you know that's their gig and everything else sometimes i get these wonderful phone calls where there's information and they say you know you can repeat absolutely none of this so uh, you know i'm not going to repeat any of Go ahead. it i will say it led me to believe that for miami this is a very difficult decision, one that I would expect them to take Herbert tonight, which I do think represents obviously an upset from where we would have been a year ago, obviously an upset from where we would have been halfway through this college football season. Um, it, it says something about So you
0: Herbert. think Miami at five goes with Herbert and instead think, of him, which has been around yes. tonight a lot of places. now. I, I and then the question that. is, do the Chargers take him or does he really fall?
1: I think the Chargers take him.
0: You think it's hard, be, just take them. That
1: okay. would be where I would fall in with Tua at this point. I and I think I said this to you, Mike. And people might roll their eyes. Maybe they don't care. I, I will say this about Tua: through all of this, from the very limited times I've seen him to talk to, which is limited, he is just just an incredible uh, persona. Uh, he emanates positivity. You might tell me that doesn't win a football game. I understand that, but it doesn't lose one either. Oh, I think it's you important. You. And so,
0: you love Hurts. So now, where do you think Hurts goes this evening?
1: Who's that, Mike?
0: You like Hurts a lot. I know yeah, that's so yeah, i Where's okay. he going to go?
1: You know what? I think he goes in the second round, and I think that's higher than most people thought.
0: Well, that was the was- wager tonight. He was one of the Vegas wagers oh, that I mentioned. Yeah, it was over under whether he went on the second round or not.
1: Okay. It would not surprise me if Bill Belichick is intrigued by Jalen Hurts. And as we know, he would have had all the information he needs from Nick Saban in that regard. And given how Hurts handled that whole situation, I would have to believe Saban has raved about him. But So that intrigues me a little bit. And I would like to see it happen because I think that puts uh, New England back into a real – I mean, not that they're not going to be an interesting team this season, but that puts them really in an interesting situation with young quarterbacks. I don't think it will happen necessarily, but I'd love to see it happen. I I would like to see Jalen Hurts, who handled, um, again, not great life adversity in this case, but football adversity as well – as a a player, I think, could have. He went to Oklahoma, was all about the team, didn't give a darn about personal numbers or notoriety, even though he already has a lot of the fame. Uh, I think he handled something that was difficult very, very well.
0: We're talking with Kim Jones as we head towards uh, 7. We're an hour away from the draft. We'll have a special uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes with Boomer and crew coming up to uh, take you through that. Now, um, if there's a team that blows this up and come as you know, you could always count on an Al Davis to do or somebody to do. If somebody blows this up in the first round, who's tonight's candidate to blow this up and take some wacky player?
1: I, I don't know about wacky. I And I think um, a lot of people suggesting Atlanta could make a big move. And, and that would right, I've
0: heard that about them trading games, up, right, Thomas yeah. Dimitrov. yeah. I,
1: I want to watch Howie Roseman. Uh, the Eagles, as we know, Mike, they're close, and they have to look at this, this division. And, and they
0: want a wide receiver, right? Right, right. <laughs> right,
1: and, right. and they've got to like a lot of what they see, you know, right now, when they look at right. the NFC, so let's be honest. Um so, Howie Roseman, I think, has traded up what is it, three of the last four drafts. He's not afraid to go get his guy. I can absolutely see him, you know, getting up there to get one of the big three, unless. Unless he already has his eye on what most of us would call a second tier, which which some NFL people would would argue with you isn 't really a second tier it 's probably a one and a half tier because these guys are so good, so Howie Roseman intrigues me tonight from the yeah East.
0: interesting and, and supposedly, I mean, I asked a couple of guys they said there were five top tackles. And 12 top receivers, that's a lot. I mean, 12 receivers, man. Whoever hears of 12 receivers?
1: Well, here's what I can tell you going back to the Combine. No one complained about the receivers this year at the Combine, Mike. In my years of doing the Combine, that is unprecedented because every receiver's coach wants to tell you that all of them can't run the entire route tree anymore, that they're looking to the sideline for their calls, they only run certain routes, they're not asked to do everything you know, blah, 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 blah. This year, no one complained about the receivers. They're that good and they're that deep. And I think the Jets can get one when they need one, Um, should the Giants want one later in the. year draft. There's going to be some there. I think that people have said in the fourth round you could get a guy who starts or contributes a lot. I have to believe that's true. It is such a deep class. Such a deep class. One more I want to ask. Patrick Queen from LSU gets a lot of publicity, linebacker, and rightly so. No issue with Queen. Watch Kenneth Murray. Mike, his story would blow you away. His leadership, his commitment, the idea he already in college was watching. I think he said five hours of film a day. And he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. He's not blowing off classes. He's a smart guy. But he was getting up early. He watches. He's a film junkie um, already. And he is going to go to a team. I believe initially as a middle linebacker, he might end up on the weak side. I would put him at the middle, and I would say Kenneth. I don't care if you're one of the youngest players on my roster, you lead this defense, and I guarantee you he will be up to that task. Out of Oklahoma, Mike, he is absolutely fantastic.
0: There you go, and I'll tell you, uh, this will probably be considering everything everybody's been through in the last month this yep. will be uh, the highest rated draft yes. show of all time yes. there's not a there's not a question yep. I mean I mean I don't know anybody who yep. hasn't said they were now not just the people we know who would watch it but yep. I mean everybody's uh, everybody. watching everybody's watching everybody. the draft tonight I agree with you look at the the
1: ratings that the Jordan documentary yes seen, and listen that was gonna do very well yeah I, but I
0: mean and awesome it was fans. good it wasn't great it it was good. It was compelling. I, I mean, I like that stuff, and I like that team. That team was yeah. a fascinating team, and it'll get better. I like it better when the games get going. Yes, uh, but, but and, they, and they had to set some storylines. Okay. Uh, but, uh, again, I, I liked it. But this yeah. tonight will be un- – I yeah. mean, it's the first thing we've had in, yeah. in a month. It's going to be
1: – Yes. I don't know how – your wife and daughter feel about this stuff as a no, woman? No, they'll
0: watch it. To, no, I, no, no, my no. daughter, I don't know. My wife will watch it. I don't know if my boys can't wait, but I don't know if my, my daughter may be 50-50 tonight and watch it.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, and, and maybe I shouldn't do the woman-man thing and whatever, but right. I mean I mean it goodheartedly. This is getting rough. You know what I mean? Like,
0: oh, yeah. It's
1: been a really, not that it, it hasn't been very tough all along and everything else, but, but the length of it, I've really found it weighing on me today and and it's not about me but but I just I am so thankful that not only to speak with you, of course, as I always am, but that I'm going to actually make some dinner at home since I'm not at a facility for the first time in a long time, and I'm going to make some dinner, and I'm going to watch the draft, and I actually have something to truly take my mind off of this stuff. I I am so grateful they're having the NFL draft. I understood the calls to postpone it. No, he was right.
0: I don't always agree with the commissioner, but I thought he made the right call. I really think he made the right call.
1: I really think he made the right call, given... Perhaps there are some rays of sunshine out there, and I like to I like to grab onto the rays of sunshine whenever I can, so I am. But yes, I, I do think it was the right call, and my goodness, thank, thankfully we have a draft to talk about.
0: <laughs> well, good. <laughs> and we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Enjoy your night.
1: Thanks so much, Mike. I love you. Right.
0: Kim Jones, uh, as we said, you got a draft show coming up. Boomerang guys are coming up tonight uh, take you through that. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 6 o'clock on the Fan 5 on Radio.com. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. As always, brought to you by those who drink it. Again, keep it here. Fans is going to cover the draft all night tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.